Welcome to Beyond Blathers, the podcast where we dive deeper into the insects, fish, and fossils you can find in Animal Crossing New Horizons. I'm Sophia Osborne. And I'm Olivia DeBercier. And today we're going to be talking about cicadas, a very summery bug. There are a few different types of cicadas in the game, but we're going to be talking about cicadas in general. So it's pretty likely that you'll catch a cicada in the game, because they're everywhere these days and there are a few different types of them. One of the cicadas you can catch is the evening cicada. And if you bring Blathers one of these guys, he'll say, the evening cicada certainly knows how to ruin a quiet moment. As the sun sets, it strikes up a sad song, so sonorous, one can't hear one's own thoughts. I'd feel sorry for its melancholy moods if it weren't so very vocal about how it feels. Ugh, please pipe down. Wow, I really relate to this evening cicada. Yeah, I do too. Can I, can I tell a story yeah, here? Yeah, of course. Okay, so one time I was in Spain and they have lots of cicadas there. And I remember I was sitting on like this rooftop patio thing in Toledo and like there were these, I guess they were like satellite dishes and like some metal rods for like TV rods or whatever you call those. And they were kind of like sitting on the roof behind me and I'm sitting there and I was like relaxing. I was like, this is so beautiful. Like, oh my gosh, it's so warm out. Have my cold drink, my tinta de verano. And then all of a sudden I started hearing this creaking sound and I swear to God, I was like, oh my God, one of the metal poles is falling down. Cause that's what it sounded like. This horribly loud, just like squealing And I, like, jumped up and I turned around and, like, nothing was moving. And I was like, am I hallucinating (laughs) what's going on? But it was this tiny little cicada, literally the length of my thumb, that was sitting on the the wall. And it had just started going off. And the thing was, like, there were tons of cicadas around, but, like, they become such a white noise that I didn't know how they sounded individually. Like, I hadn't, yeah, anyway. So they are shockingly loud to the point where I thought there was, like, a large object falling out of the sky. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this whole building is breaking and that's what's happening. I really feel like the cicada is the insect of the summer in general, but also specifically this pandemic summer. Like, it's just like singing a sad song and like complaining (laughs) and being sad. And I, I, it's a big mood. Big mood, strong (laughs) mood, cicada. Love it. Yeah, They just like, are underground like us and emerge just to scream and then they die. <laughs> is that us? That's us. Know. Is that dark? <laughs> shouldn't have said that. Oh, great. Awesome. Great. So yeah, I mean, tell us more about cicadas. I guess I'm wondering what kind of insect they are. Like, are they a grasshopper? They kind of sound like grasshoppers or like a beetle yeah. or what's their situation? Yeah, so they're uh, neither. Uh, To make matters more confusing, they are called a true bug, which, like, anyone who hears that is like, "Uh uh-huh, it's a bug. So what that essentially means is they're a hemipterin, if we want to be scientific. So it's a a group of insects that have basically sucking mouth parts, like a built-in straw. So they're related to leafhoppers and a, a whole whack of other um, insects, but basically if you flipped them over and looked at their, their belly, they have kind of like this long stick that's tucked up under their, 
ventral side, their their bottom side, and that's what they use to eat. If they're herbivores, they'll stick it into plants and they will secrete saliva that's like digestive and they'll kind of like make a nice little smoothie of plant and saliva mm. fluid and they'll suck it back up. Mm, good Yummy. stuff. Uh, that's going to be the new trend. Saliva and plant stuff. <laughs> New juice cleanse, saliva, and and plant stuff. You heard it here first. Yeah, <laughs> this is where it is. No, straight up, there's actually, like, a whole National Geographic article that I read about how nutritious cicadas are. Okay, but that's that's another story. Oh, like, for humans anyway. to eat? Yeah, for humans to eat. But it's, like, a normal, like, other... It, it felt like a very, like, Western article where it was, like, this lady being like, look at all these recipes you can do with cicadas. And meanwhile, there's, like, all these countries around the world that are like, uh-huh, we've been doing that for a hundred years or more. Like, it's a normal thing to eat them because they're such big insects. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going on quite the tangent here. They're, they have those sucking mouth parts and, and hemipterans can also be predatory. So there are some things, like, called assassin bugs. And they will also have that long mouth part, but they'll stick it into other bugs and digest them from the inside and then suck out their innards through the straw. Mm. But cicadas don't <laughs> do that. <laughs> They're a lot more friendly than assassin bugs. But they are really big, so people kind of get freaked out by them. They're, they can get up to two inches long, and the biggest one is nearly three inches long with a wingspan of eight inches. So when I say, like, they're three inches inches long, I just mean from, like, the head to the end of the body. But they their wings, when they're folded up, will be, like, a little bit longer. So they look even bigger. Eight inches? Eight inches? No, no, not in, like, in, in, like, their wingspan. But their wingspan is, that's still insane. That's longer than that's my hand. That's crazy. Yeah. I read that, though, and I didn't read that it was wingspan, and I thought they meant, like, the largest length of a cicada was eight inches i was like oh my god yeah but even for wingspan yeah but even for wingspan that's that's pretty intense and that is like the largest species of cicada and there's about three thousand species so yeah so where do you find them you said there's like three thousand species so are they pretty spread out or yeah really spread out you can find them basically everywhere even in edmonton i had no idea we had them here where i live in alberta but apparently we do So there's a lot of species of what they call annual cicadas. So these are cicadas that emerge every year. Um, They're found around the world, lots of different species. And then there's the ones that are called periodical cicadas. And they're probably the ones you've heard of if you know a decent amount about bugs or live in an area where this happens. These are called the magic cicada, which I love that name. Magic cicada. Mysterious. And that's because they're going to emerge periodically being that they'll come out all at once once every like 13 or 17 years so this means that every 13 or 17 years like on the dot depending on where you are you're gonna have like billions of these bugs that are just gonna come out and the rest of the time they're underground so Essentially, the larvae are are living in the soil and when the time comes, after they've gone through all these different life stages in the soil and they've been eating roots and things like that, they will emerge together and climb up all of the trees that are around them. And on the trees, they shed that larval exoskeleton that they have into their final adult form. And and when they do this, they're really, like, white and squishy still. They're kind of, like, 
they're pretty vulnerable at that point because they're very light colored and over the number of days they're going to kind of darken and the exoskeleton will harden and all their body parts will harden into that adult form and it'll take a few days for the males to start making all that noise and females to start laying eggs because of that hardening process like the males still don't have the parts of their body to make the noise hardened enough and and the females their ovipositor, which is the thing that they lay the eggs out of, is also not hard enough. So it takes a little while for them to get to that point where they're able to mate. And that's the whole reason they've come out of the ground is it's mating time. It is that point in the almost two decades life cycle. And they'll be active for about two to six weeks. So it's a pretty long process, happens in the summer. And so the males will be, of course, making all this noise and the females, once they do fertilize their eggs, they're going to be cutting slits into twigs and grasses and kind of tuck their eggs in those little spots. And they will end up laying about 400 eggs per individual female, which means that you've got like thousands and thousands of bugs laying about 400 eggs each, which wow. is a lot. Very fecundant. Once those eggs hatch, they quote unquote rain down to the ground, uh. as one paper described, <laughs> and crawl into the soil. So, a little alarming. They definitely, like, cicadas are the kind of bug that, like, goes big when they go big, and then they just kind of disappear. And then the larvae will develop under the ground, and they're going to be using those sucking mouth parts to feed on the xylem of roots underground. And so they kind of just chill out there for a little while. Now, they also have about 98% mortality in the first year that they're alive, which kind of makes sense because you know 400 eggs per individual bug if they all survived that would be crazy and the other really interesting thing about these periodic emergences is that when all these cicadas start emerging it's like a free-for-all crazy food spree for just about every animal in the forest that eats bugs so like reptiles amphibians they're having a good time other bugs raccoons weasels like anything that eats or will eat a bug is eating these bugs because they're everywhere and like they're completely harmless basically they they aren't poisonous they aren't toxic they those mean the same thing anyway <laughs> they're venomous um they don't really have any defenses other than being loud so it's definitely a really good time for the forest in terms of there's a lot of energy and biomass there that is getting used up so it's a pretty significant ecological moment in, in that 17 years. That's really interesting. So they live for like almost two decades then? Yeah, it's pretty crazy because they're definitely not the longest lived bug, but they are said to have one of the longest larval stages for a bug. So they're going to have a long development period before they actually reach that adult stage. And it's thought that they do this because if they all emerge at once, it's kind of that herd behavior where you're safer in like a flock or a school of fish. Because if a predator comes, there's so many of you that they could potentially prey on that they're not going to like target an individual. So you're more likely to survive. So it's thought that that's how it kind of developed and this whole like 17 years thing, I was reading a paper where they were saying, well, it could be that 
the reason it's so like on the dot 13 or 17 years depending on where these populations are is that you know if you have like 2,000 emerging randomly after seven years they're all going to get eaten pretty quick versus if they just they'll get eaten they won't reproduce and then evolutionarily everything gets pushed to the the larger group that's emerging if that makes sense no i think that makes sense i mean it's an interesting strategy to wait that long underground developing before finally coming out like yeah it's kind of amazing like yeah and and this is in north america i forgot to say like this is not in a tropical country that this is happening it's like in the us in ontario it might also, I wonder if it has to do with the winters, things yeah. like that. So going back to the sound that they make, which is probably their most distinctive feature, mm-hmm. why do they make the sound and how do they make the sound? Yeah, so, I mean, they're, the males are the ones who are making the noise and it's to attract a female. They're singing. And the way they do it, I used to think that they were rubbing their wings together like grasshoppers or crickets, but they are not. Um, In fact, their name, um, Cicada, means tree cricket in Latin, so it definitely is insinuating that they're in that group, which they're not. Some people even call them locusts because of the the swarming tendency they have, and they're not locusts either. So the way that they are making their sound is completely different. They basically have, like, at the bottom of their body what we call the abdomen, so that's kind of the the back last segment of the insect's body is really hollow and they're able to get away with that because bugs they don't really like have blood in them the same way we do they have like tubercles going through their body so they can have this random hollow space in their body and on either side of their body they have two basically holes with a little membrane across it and the membrane has like ribs on it so they've got one hole on either side of their body this empty cavity in between in their abdomen and they have a muscle between the two holes so those holes are called timbles and the muscles will contract and basically pop the timbles and click them as they contract and release kind of like i i think of it like the the cap a metal cap on a bottle where you go click 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 you know the little clicky bit (laughs) yeah it's basically that except they can click it like 50 times a second so that's when you get that buzzing noise and the empty cavity inside their abdomen is acting like a speaker or like the bass of a guitar it's it's helping to reverberate that sound and make it extra loud so the sound volume ranges depending on the species some with volumes all the way up to like 100 decibels and for reference 75 decibels is the sound of a vacuum cleaner, and 100 decibels is a motorcycle revving. So it's incredibly loud, and that's just one individual. So you have, you know, hundreds of these making that sound, and it could actually damage people's hearing. That's crazy. I didn't know it was that loud. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have thought it was that loud, except for that dumb one in Spain. I was like, oh, that that's extremely loud. Like, it hurt my ears. Yeah, like a motorcycle behind you or something. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it it makes sense that they're that loud, but yeah. And I guess you've talked about how big they are and how they can swarm and everything. And so I guess the the big question is whether they pose any risk to us, like can they bite you or anything like that? Yeah, we're going to we're going to make like a new segment called Can it hurt you? Um for the bugs. Yeah. Uh or maybe for all of them. We'll see how we feel. But for the bugs, yeah, can it hurt you? The big question. No, it, it really can't. I, like, Googled and some people were like, 
it could sometimes accidentally pierce you with its sucking mouth parts if it thinks you're a plant and you're holding it so long that it gets really thirsty and it decides to try, but like, it's not venomous or anything, like it doesn't have any toxins in it. It might just hurt a little bit, but beyond that, like, it's pretty unlikely that it would even do that. And it's not even really considered to be a crop pest either because pretty much most of the time the larvae are just like drinking from the roots. And while they can sometimes overwhelm certain trees and stuff, they don't seem to be like a major pest apart from the crazy noise. Yeah, so they can't hurt you and, you know, they're, they're just there for a good time. They're friendly, they're loud, they're like definitely in your face. But despite this, there are populations around the world which have collapsed, unsurprisingly, as a result of habitat destruction and um, sometimes pesticides being used on them. So it's definitely important to be aware that even though you can have these massive emergences, they can disappear still. It's, it's not like they're immune to environmental disturbance, which I always think is worth mentioning. I mean, it's the classic like habitat destruction pesticide use is hurting these bugs. It's pretty much the same for most of the bugs around the world that are disappearing. But yeah, so so definitely let's, let's be nice to the cicadas. It would be sad not to have that. It's like such a nice white noise sound if they're not right behind your head, if we didn't hear that anymore. And you said that they are important in ecosystems as well. Yeah, and especially in places where, like, you do have them every summer. Like, those massive emergences don't happen everywhere, and they are important when they do happen, but even the ones that are coming out every year, they're they're important to the ecosystem. They're a good food source. Yeah. No, I think it's important to not think of them as pests, because I think I've kind of, in my head, lumped them in with, like, mosquitoes and black flies and things that I find yeah. kind of annoying, <laughs> and, like, I'm sure that we'll never run out of them, and they'll probably, like, out survive us as species but yeah um, yeah yeah no I, I had no idea that cicadas were facing issues with conservation but it makes sense yeah it, like I mean it depends on the species too some some are doing fine it's more from what I read like certain populations in certain areas would be decimated if you know they built a whole city okay well thank you so much Olivia and thanks everyone for listening. Please rate and review us and hit that subscribe button. That would really help. <laughs> that would help. But yeah, tune in next week to learn more about the insects, fish, and fossils you can find in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh, and don't forget, we take suggestions. So if you'd like to suggest a species to us, you are more than welcome to. So DM us on Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, or email us at beyondblathers at gmail.com. Yeah. Bye. Bye.